0: previously on the damage
1: guild podcast you make your way towards the seediest tavern you know of (laughs) is it called the salty slug there's one person wearing a pure black cloak with the hood pulled up. don't look now fellas but i think we just hit the jackpot i hear you have need of my
2: services
3: we have a container in need of being opened. She pulls something out from
1: her cloak and pops the lock open. We're also for hire if you should need any special services. If you come looking for me again, ask for Blackblade. When you arrive at Aslo's house, all of those bits of coagulated blood have merged into one solid lump. Just keep digging little holes and putting it in the ground.
0: That's not going to come back to bite us.
2: What's a good place to find intellectuals sitting around doing nothing important?
1: Oh, I know! A library You find a librarian probably in his 60s or 70s We need to crack this
2: We'll pay you a golden knight to help figure it out Okay, we go to the Alchemist Guild Alright We go inside and we call out to Ardent Ardent
1: you see Arden sitting behind the counter. Oh yeah, Arden. Yeah,
0: it's old Ardy. He hates when I call him that. Ah, Ardy. He says,
1: yes, welcome to the guild. I think
2: welcome back to the guild is what you mean. Are
1: you still ardently researching?
2: <laughs> hey.
1: What can I do for you? You don't remember us? I'm afraid not.
2: Oh, <laughs> I thought we were closer than that. I thought I knew ye.
0: Yeah, I thought you said you'd never forget us.
2: (laughs) I'm pretty sure I remember that, Yeah. yeah.
0: I'll hold you close to my heart. You said something like that, or like you never wanted to remember us. If
2: you could check back in your captain's logs, you will see that we have paid you for a little bit of research into a particular crystal. Does that ring any bells? Fate of the world. Yeah, the destruction of the entire world. Is that, uh... Probably in the parentheses.
1: Uh, yes... I suppose there are a few that could fit that description. Um, can I have a name, please? Uh,
0: it might be under Eswick, actually.
1: It's, yeah, it's
2: either under
0: Eswick or Tokus, or, or Tokus, maybe, or or the AAA team, right? right. Our company name. We're still working on it. That's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Patent pending.
1: <laughs> uh, let me have a look here. Okay. He kind of thumbs through his papers. Um. All right, come on, thumb a little uh, faster this, Are there, Argus Yes, I remember now Okay This is, this must be you uh, Just a minute
2: <laughs> There's like a picture of like a bunch of clowns Drawn on the paper
0: <laughs> With like daggers sticking out of their
3: heads and
2: stuff.
0: Yeah. There's like a note like Never do research for these three again <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're banned from the guild
1: <laughs> So he heads into the back room behind the curtains And you hear some rustling around in there.
2: I peek behind the curtain.
1: (laughs) It's behind the desk. You'd have to walk around the desk or over it in order to get there. I do. (laughs) Are you stealthing or are you just going
0: behind his desk? Heck yeah, stealth check. (laughs)
2: Uh, (laughs) I got a 19 on my stealth check to stealth over to the curtain and just like peek so that one eye can see through it.
1: So you sneak behind the counter and move the curtain aside just a bit. This room is filled with basically filing cabinets. It looks like drawers of all sorts with little labels of letters and numbers. And he's reading through, trying to find something in one of them. He's looking under under D for doofuses. (laughs) And as you watch, he goes, ah, here it is, and pulls open one of the drawers.
2: Okay, I quickly go back and... Uh, let the curtain go and go back and stand beside my friends.
1: So he comes out a few seconds later with two paper envelopes. One rather small one and one like normal letter sized. And he hands you both of them. He says, this would be everything. Thank you for your business. Have a nice day. Thank you for uh, your business.
2: Okay. Thanks for hmm. making our business your business. This is, this is all? Just this?
1: I believe so, yes. Is the small envelope lumpy? Uh, yeah, there's one little lump in it.
2: Okay.
3: Mm.
1: It's what's left. All right.
3: Good day. And we
2: walk outside. We hurry outside, and all fumble to open the envelope at the same time. Yeah, we're
0: gonna (gasps) open it. What's inside?
1: Rip it open and look over each other's shoulders to read what it says. Okay, do you open the small one or the bigger one? Uh, We just peek inside the small one. Yeah. Okay. Well, the small one has rattlesnake uh, eggs. (laughs) uh, It looks like the crystal that you left them, except it's only about half as big as it was before. Hmm. Okay.
2: Sort of reduction.
1: And when you open the, the papers, the larger envelope has several sheets of paper written out in excruciating detail of the sorts of things that they did to it and the results that they found. The scientific method.
0: Oh, I wouldn't have thought to do that test or this one. Oh, and the cross analysis here is wow. They're really, they, they know their stuff, Shaba.
1: <laughs> they do. Look at this, Aslo. Mm. Most of it makes absolutely no sense to the two of you. And half of it doesn't even make sense to Tokus
2: no.
3: <laughs> Yeah, again, I
0: just smile and nod
2: <laughs> Like, if you want us to translate for you, it's going to cost you
1: another 20 gold
0: So mm-hmm. I spent about a half hour translating to the other two what I understand from the paper
1: <laughs> What you find at the end is kind of the simplified layman's terms of everything okay. That's important So I will summarize to you their main findings Alright The substance matches samples from the far end of the Tetrian mountain range Near the southern edge of the continent That is the main mountain range that you were kind of getting into the foothills into When you were east From the far end of the Tetrian mountain range? Yeah, far end Journey there by foot would be like four to five months Or sailing there, you could probably get there in one and a half to two months Sounds like we'll have to book a flight. So these crystals are harvested for their magical energy-storing properties. Hmm. Energy stored within such crystals can typically be used to aid in casting spells, or can be harvested through various magical rituals for other purposes. This particular sample has also been enchanted to drain the life energy from its surroundings. Storing that within the crystal and causing a strong negative energy to pervade in those surroundings. Hmm. As items in the area become corrupted with negative energy, they drain life energy from uncorrupted things nearby in an attempt to restore balance, causing the effect to spread. Given sufficient time and a great enough supply of life energy, the effect on any individual object can be undone. A single crystal of the size that you originally gave them could potentially corrupt an area as large as a three-mile radius, but it would take Whoa. several months to do so. Whoa. Holy hmm. The crystal stops draining the energy from its surroundings once it has reached its storage capacity which would theoretically allow the area to slowly return to normal. And the draining effect can be suppressed by storing the crystal within a consecrated container, such as one you would obtain from a priest. So that is the results of their findings. (laughs) So can you explain, I guess in
3: different terms, the the crystal drains life from its surroundings, and then you said something about it like... Restoring, or like once an object has been drained, it like drains other
1: objects. Right, it kind of replaces positive energy with negative energy as it drains it out, hmm. and that negative energy then starts to drain other things with positive energy in an attempt to restore the balance to reach equilibrium.
0: That's what the things making it sound like. Hmm. So I spend the next half hour explaining to you to equilibrium.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like a seesaw. If you have other questions on what I said, I'll explain it differently because I was just summarizing everything that they wrote down. Yeah, this isn't
0: really what I was hoping for. Is what I turned to Shaba and Aslo saying.
2: What were you hoping for?
0: This is all like matter of facty and sciency, and I guess now <laughs> we know where the crystal came from. But that's where we just were, wasn't it?
2: Well, we know more about how it works, which was kind of our goal. But obviously we still don't know who put it there and why. And I
3: think we were getting into the foothills of that mountain range, but the sample came from all the way at the other end of the mountain range, Uh south of the continent. So that could be their
0: headquarters. Yes. Mm, Or just where they're being harvested. Right, right. From. So, I mean, it, it sounds like that's where we need to go next if we want to progress.
2: Um, you Remind mm. me again, you, your wording here, the sentence that starts off with, this particular sample uh, was set to drain life energy? What it was...
1: No, this sample has been enchanted. Enchanted? Enchanted, okay. To drain the life energy from its surroundings. So normally, these crystals, by their nature, they just store whatever energy is put into them. Okay. Through various means. And this one has been made to automatically draw that energy on its own. Uh, Okay. Hmm. And is it specifically
3: life energy or positive energy?
1: It's kind of the same thing, as far as I'm concerned.
0: Okay. So, like, if we took this into the holy district or the religious district, would it, like, start to do its thing? Or this one's already filled? This one's already... It's
1: always doing its thing. I guess they would note that this one is still draining. Oh. And it will probably be active for another two or three months.
0: Okay, I'm going to hand this to Shava.
2: <laughs> you
1: can hold it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, uh, the only way to deactivate, or the only way to stop it from pulling life energy is to put it in a consecrated container.
0: So... We should find one of those. Do you want to go uh, to the pawn shop? Uh, or a church. We could go antiquing. <laughs>
2: you know...
1: The <laughs> yeah, pawn shop sounds like a great place to find something. Like <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, you know, let's, let's hit up the near nearest temple. How about that? I don't think we've been to church since we got here.
3: I think that sounds good. Let's see what they charge. What what the temples charge for a consecrated container?
2: Yeah.
1: Is there a particular deity you want to visit?
2: I don't know anything about the deities except for mine.
1: So far, we've had mentioned Aldona, the goddess of travelers, and Neros, the god of fate. Another one that's big in this city, there's Embecile, the god of protection and strength. God of commerce, whose name...
0: We need to visit the one that has a gift shop.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but also the one of protection, because we're trying to, like, protect things. Eh, I mean, Leo like, Eldona could have it, though, like, traveling. Like, you need, like, traveler's containers, mm. you know?
2: Yeah, like magical Tupperware.
0: Exactly. Put your holy water in. That's a good thought, though. Aslo. but why don't i take the lead on this one so i pick one of the temples that i think most likely
2: has a gift shop what was the god of commerce's name iato
0: ah uh, they'll have a gift shop good call
2: <laughs> Iado, okay.
0: but they'll rip us off
2: what about the god of protection and strength that seems protection seems good yeah that's what i'm that's what i'm saying Holmes. what do you think about that Togus? protection
0: yeah but are they savvy enough to set up a store
3: they have to protect their financial interests somehow, right? So they gotta sell stuff.
2: No one around here worships the true god Kavaki, so I mean we could go anywhere <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. It's all gonna be second rate. Alright. Uh yeah, let's go there. Sure. Embastile. The Imbecile. Eldraceel The Embastelian Embassy. The Embecile. Embass The Imbecile.
1: Embas- imbecile. Embastile. Oh, Embastiel. Spelling? E-M-B-A-S-T-I-L-E.
2: Ooh, I was close. I said I E L. Embastil, okay Alright, we go to the Temple of Embastil
1: The temple itself is a formidable structure With thick stone walls And castle towers almost At the corners As well as a solid iron door Ooh,
2: very strong Okay, I open the door and throw the crystal inside And shut it
1: Alright, well <laughs>
0: job's, done. <laughs> job's done Yeah, now it's inside of a consecrated container
2: Heck yeah <laughs> uh, Good call Job's done Alright, now we go inside.
1: (laughs) You see several of the priests around. Some of them are in typical priestly garb with robes and tunics and such. But also, many of them are wearing armor and carrying weapons. A young man, an acolyte, comes up to you and says, Welcome to the Temple of Embastille. Do you wish to join in the services?
2: Why, thank you, my good man. We are not here to worship, we are here to procure
3: protection. Specifically, a consecrated container. Do you happen to sell consecrated
1: containers? (laughs) is there a gift shop? We can have one consecrated for you if you have the container. Ah, we Mm. do not have containers.
0: We should have done that on antiquing after all, Shava. (laughs) How about this flimsy paper envelope?
2: It might be best to do
3: it
1: on something a bit sturdier. Uh, true, let's see, what do I have? I do have an oil flask. A holy oil flask? You also have the iron box.
0: Oh, true. Ah, we could turn that into a holy vessel. I like oh, it. Oh sweet! Except we don't have the key. To uh, we don't have the key to it. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, even the the flask wouldn't be locked. Well, can we close
1: it, just not lock it? Yeah, it will close, and then there's a little latch that you just turn to open it.
3: Mm.
0: Okay. Yeah. So we we could do that. Things like Fort Knox, remember?
2: It is. It's very hard to get into. It's true.
1: Um, yeah, let's do that. I will have the priests take care of this right away. Uh, We will require a donation of 25 silver for the materials.
3: Oh, yes, that won't be a problem. So, two and a half gold? Yeah. Yep.
1: Uh, All right, very well. Here you go. I will be back in 20 minutes.
0: Cool. Aslo, is that coming out of party gold? You better believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys sure that we need to, like, carry this around with us?
2: Yeah, of course we do. What if we find more or other things that need to be... Consecrated or whatever
0: No, 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 I mean the crystal, Shabba Like, do we really need to do some Life draining?
2: Well, if it's Inside the container, it shouldn't have any effect I think that's the safest place for it Well, I'm just trying to think of, I mean, from like A party perspective, from a budget perspective Is spending two
0: and a half gold worth Keeping around this science experiment We already got all the information we need from it Like, are we gonna sell this thing? Do we want to be able to Show it to somebody? Those are the questions We should be asking before we just drop the money Did you already give them the money?
3: Uh, we can say that I haven't given him the money yet. Um, <laughs> so my concern was that it'll continue draining things, but maybe we can just throw it, you know, out in the middle of a field somewhere. We could just throw it in a well, and then it's not a problem anymore. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a, that's a great place for it.
2: We could stand on the shore, and I could throw it as far as I can into Horn Bay, and then maybe it'll drain some fish or something.
3: Ooh, you know what we can do? Let's get hired to, like, go kill a beast that lives inside a cave or something, and then we'll throw it in there... And then eventually, it'll make the beast really old and die. And then we'll get paid for it.
0: I mean, it'll only take a few months, but totally worth it, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm all for keeping the stone. I, you just need to think logistically, what is the purpose of keeping the stone? Like
2: To not have it hurt anybody else.
0: Right. I mean, if we're doing it to protect people, if we're doing it to have that stone to show somebody at some point or to do further experimenting with i'm I'm fine with that it's just
1: it is also currently storing all of the energy that it already has taken Mm. yeah so like
0: did the paper explain that in layman's terms like the stored energy can something be done with that stored energy could be like cat like a like something magical
1: it said that it is often used to power spells And with further magical rituals, it can be drawn out and used to do other things.
0: Mm.
2: Dude, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Do you realize what this means? What does it mean? Whoever put those crystals outside of Pilshire was doing it to suck all that magical life energy out of the town and then collect the crystals again and use them in some gigantic ritual with all that arcane power. And we just left the crystals sitting there in the grass.
0: So, you think they've already gone back and collected the crystals?
2: Probably. They're probably about (laughs) to do some huge ritual to destroy everything. But.
3: Hmm. Well,
2: that's not good, though. That's
3: really not good. Of course, it's
2: not good. And we decided
0: to go on a vacation, we decided to go on a cruise. Don't you
2: see? They didn't even care about the zombies the whole time They didn't care It wasn't to make people into zombies It was to suck all their life energy into their crystals So that they could get that huge amount of arcane power
0: Some sort of negative spirit bomb Like You're the opposite right. Like Normally spirit bomb like energy is given willingly <laughs> But like this was
2: taken against their will Yeah, I don't know what that is
0: An evil spirit bomb You don't know what that is?
3: No You do Well, Shaba doesn't know, but Jay does Yeah Okay
2: so that's what I think they were doing.
0: Hmm. Wow. It does sound like the cult. They do like their magical rituals.
2: Dude, even think about the crystal that was in the well in that other town, right? So one mm. crystal that's not gonna even be noticed, probably.
0: Right, that's not gonna it's gonna drain slow enough that
2: like little by little until it's full and then right. whoever put it down there can just retrieve it.
0: Everybody's just feeling a little depressed or they have like right. a couple extra grey hairs. You wouldn't notice that.
2: That's just part of getting old. And then they can just go back and grab that crystal, and it's full of magical energy. Go back, get
0: the crystal, yep, Mm. and then they... But what kind of rituals, what kind of, you know, spells are they trying to cast? What do you think, Shaba?
2: Oh, we can only imagine what kind of dastardly deeds they planned on doing. Well, it sounds like we need to get back to that
3: town and see if we can... Yeah. So based on those notes, with me being a spellcaster, do I get the sense that I could draw some kind of magical
1: energy from it? It would probably take you a little bit of experimentation to get the hang of it, but you think that you could use up some of that stored life energy to cast something.
0: Yeah, just don't mm-hmm. roll a 1. I know what happens when you roll a 1 <laughs> yeah. when you're experimenting.
2: Uh, a <laughs> Question, where are the Rathgunt Hills in relation to the Tetrian Mountains? That's where you're from? That's where Tokus is, is from. I'm from all of the mountains. Everywhere.
1: So, the Rathgant Hills are a little ways south from where you are. So, if you go east of the mountains and then south, they're part of the mountain range on the eastern side of it, and probably a few weeks away from here at least.
0: If what Shaba says is true, then the crystals won't be there anymore. How long would it take us to go back and check and see if those have all been taken?
1: It was almost a week's walk. How much we we do steal some horses, horses cost?
0: Oh, yes. Ste- yes, yeah, stealing. No, wait. <laughs> Buying? How much do horses cost? Well, we only need one horse and then two ponies.
2: We could get a horse and two ponies, or we could get a little cart and a mule.
0: True. So, Shaba, you're requesting some sort of vehicular transport. I'll get started on some blueprints.
1: Okay. A riding horse is 75, a draft horse is 50, and a donkey or mule is 8. 8? All right, that's more in our price range. (laughs) (laughs) Is that in gold or silver? gold. Does that
3: actually speed anything up, though? I'm pretty sure we just travel at the same pace.
2: No, no. A mule, man, you can you can smack a mule and it'll just bolt. If it's got a cart attached to it with the three of us on it, we're getting there <laughs> in some way faster than walking.
1: They're only a little bit faster than your walkings. Well, I guess they're double the speed of your shorter companions here. Yeah. Mm.
2: Well, so
0: Shabba could walk normally and then we're being on like we're on the mule or being dragged by the mule and Shaba could just like jog or we could give Shaba a couple of power bars and then we'll like
3: climb on his shoulder and he'll just run all the way there how does that sound
0: <laughs> yeah weren't we gonna
3: make like shoulder seats or something
2: uh, yeah we we're gonna do that
3: yeah i think that's up to you to draft
0: the designs for that
2: yeah we're just waiting on your blueprints tokus
0: i've got a better idea what if we created some sort of like apparatus that you strapped around your chest and then had the equivalent of carriage seats attached to your back, and so, like, we're, like, facing the sky.
2: <laughs> we could also go, like, front and back, uh, strapped, like, backpack one of you and then papoos for the other, mm. and just run like that. Yep. Yeah.
3: Little hammocks so that we can just take naps on you.
2: Yeah, I mean, seriously, you're the engineer, Tokus. You, it's up to your design.
0: Mm. All right, so I will, I guess, do some rolling and do some designing. <laughs> a way to secure some smaller adventures to a larger adventurer without encumbering the larger adventurer. We'll need
2: some supplies, too. Later. Now's not the time of that. We have to figure out the fate of the world, remember? Yeah, oh, by the way, while we're talking about this, we're on our way back to the library to meet um, Mel- Melvin. Well, yeah, it's
0: almost time for us to do that thing.
2: Yeah, when he gets off.
0: Well, did we get the consecrated box? Oh, wait. Yeah, that's right. So here's the thing.
3: If we do want to hold on to it, we want it to not suck out our life force.
2: Definitely worth two and a half gold to do that.
0: But if we're just going to get rid of it... Yeah, I mean, if you're planning on doing some magic with it later, I guess it's worth it. thing is, even if we're going to throw it away, we don't want it to throw
3: it away in the town, because it'll still suck out everybody's life force. So we have to walk... Three miles outside of town, and then throw it away.
2: Yeah, look at it this way, Tokus. Say we go to Pilshire, and there still are crystals there, or we find some along the way. Like, what are we going to do with them then? We can
0: put them in the box.
2: Right. It's a foot by a foot by a couple inches, so theoretically we could fit a lot of crystals in there.
0: I mean, I could see it being helpful having a container where we can put... Because we're probably going to gather some things that are uh, questionable, and maybe would affect us by having them on our person.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: We've already done that several times, so... I'll probably pick up something that's like, Whoa, Tokus, we we can't bring that home with us. Yes, we can. (laughs) We gotta put it in the box.
2: (laughs) Yeah, let's do the box. Let's do the box.
0: Yes, we do that.
2: All right. So we give him the box. We wait 20 minutes. We get the box. We say thank you.
0: You give him the money, too.
2: And we give him the money, and then we head off to the library. To meet with... (gasps) Mal. Mal Malwin.
1: Malwin. So you arrive at the library... Are you waiting until his time out, or...? Yeah,
0: yeah, we were gonna meet him when he gets off. Do we bring him a sandwich? And we bring him a sandwich. As a gesture of good hope.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you arrive at the library, and you see him as he is packing up some books. he says, oh, welcome. You're here to join me already? Heck yeah. Yes. We're not that busy. Malwin,
0: buddy old pal, you're making it seem like we're not friends or something.
1: I was just about to gather everyone together, so, um, let's... Make a night of it, shall we? Cool, we're, we're very
2: excited to meet all your smart and intellectual friends. And yeah, do some networking.
1: He goes around the library a little while and gathers up some other workers there. He comes back with a group of five people all together. They're all about his age. Two women, three men. We should enjoy solving this together. Very well, let's get to work. Let's get on
2: it. You guys go ahead and get started. I'll be back with some snacks. <laughs> so I wait till Shaba's
0: gone. Aslo, do you think Shaba took what I told him earlier about him not being part of the deciphering crew? Like, do you think he took that hard? I basically told him that he's not welcome and he should go get us some snacks instead. No, no, I don't think he did. I think he's uh,
3: much better suited to being out in the wilds, killing things than trying to solve
0: puzzles. Yeah, I just I just know that I don't always. Um, well, you know, I don't sugarcoat things, Aslo. Oh, I'm I'm
1: well aware. <laughs> I don't think anyone in this party does
0: <laughs> you know, Aslo can he, he's, a, he's got a silver tongue That's true All I do is sugarcoat things
2: Aslo's definitely the sugariest among us
0: <laughs> Alright, well good I just didn't want to hurt his feelings We can have Stripey be part of this though He's he's He seems promising He's I don't like him, but he's pretty smart <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty smart We can put him to work <laughs> I, I hand Stripey a pencil and he eats it <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you're all gathered around a table with candlelight as all these papers are spread out. And you're poring over these documents, trying to figure out what symbols mean what.
2: Assuming that they're going to take a couple
1: hours to do
2: this, I'll go grab Almar and take him out on one of our customary fishing trips. So we'll, like, grab our fishing poles, go down to the bay, toss a couple lines in.
0: Drink a couple brewskis.
2: Right, so, like, you know, we usually fish around dusk. Catch a couple of fish, and I'll bring them back as snacks. Still still wriggling.
1: <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Elmar takes you up on that, and you spend a pleasant evening together. Cool. Enjoying each other's company for the first time in a while.
2: I have tell him some of my, you know, adventure stories, of course.
1: He asks you uh, how you're coming with the box and translating whatever the thing was that you were looking up.
2: Yeah, that's happening as we speak, actually. I don't think it'll be too long. We found some really, really smart people. To help us So hopefully we'll have something for you uh,
1: pretty soon That's a relief When is your next uh, ship leaving? My next one on that route is not for another month
2: Oh, okay Well, all the same We'll try to get some results back to you as soon as we can I've got some of the greatest minds in the city working on it
1: I hope they figure out what they're trying to Oh, you know, Stripey's there, so he'll keep them in line (laughs) And I hope that the information that you find is useful
2: I have a feeling it will be. The Damage Guild Podcast. An attack of opportunity on your senses. What is happening, everybody? My name's Jay Stout. Your name is you, and that's what I'm here to talk to you about today. I want to start by giving a very special thank you. To our listener, Caitlin Hamilton, uh, or Madame Greenbar, as she is known on Discord, and her mysterious friend, known to us only as Ghost. The two of them together have conspired to set up a Discord server for the Damage Guild podcast, and for that we are exceptionally grateful, and thus would also like to invite you to participate. You've been listening to this show for almost 20 episodes now, so clearly. You are an awesome person with impeccable taste, and that's pretty much all we know about you. You, on the other hand, have listened to us for hours on end and have hopefully gotten to know us a little bit. So here's your chance to meet us, to meet other listeners, uh, to come together into this little community we've started. If you're a Discord user or if you've heard about Discord and are interested in trying it out, it's basically Skype for people under 50. It's a gamer's gathering ground you might call it uh you can voice chat video chat or if you're super old school you can text chat so if you want to do that if you want to meet other listeners of the show meet us go to our website and there's a little discord icon along that row at the top just click that and there's your invite to the server come hang out in other news Keep subscribing on Player FM. That has been awesome. We've seen our numbers slowly tick up. We've now hurtled past and trampled beneath our feet several other shows. So keep getting those grandmas of yours to subscribe so we can get closer to that top of the page there. Keep interacting with us on Facebook. The reactions Brian posts every single week when a new episode comes out. Uh, those discussions have been awesome and a ton of fun. Once again, a huge thank you to Caitlin and Ghost or... Madam Greenbar and Ghost for setting up our Discord server. Huge thank you to you, our listeners, for being awesome. That's our show for today. Just kidding; it's only half over because this message always comes halfway through. So, hope you enjoy the backside of this episode, and we will see you next Monday. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast.
1: So collect the fish, head back, and the rest of you make investigation checks to see how much you're contributing to this. I will uh, give Tokus inspiration.
0: Yes. To make that check. But did you tell me something special about my eyes?
3: No, I said, Tokus, your ears are like the wings of a bat.
0: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for noticing. That's that's something very flattering you can say to a gnome. That's <laughs> true. Gnomes are notorious for their large ears. Ooh, um, hmm, maybe I shouldn't use the dice you gave me, that's a 18
1: Well, you're only making one check
0: Should we, should we push it further? I'm probably not making another check soon
1: Yeah, I might as well Alright, make it 23
2: And a 10 (laughs) Stripey got an 8 on his investigation check (laughs) (laughs) I rolled a 12 and his intelligence is a 2 so it's minus 4 (laughs)
0: So did he do more than just chew pencils?
2: No, probably just chewed pencils. He
0: almost did as much as me.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, Aslo, you're not really able to make any sense of what's going on here. You basically are just following other people's instructions when they tell you to copy something down for them. Okay. Over the course of the night, after Shaba returns with your meals, you are discussing everything, and you think that you've come up with names of towns that are paired up with those numbers... So you can place those on the map, and it seems as though those numbers on the Eminald side are indications of troop counts. Oh what? like numbers Dude. of soldiers. Hmm. So you've put together now town names with soldier numbers, as well as a few words here and there that you're pretty confident with. You get the general idea that this seems to be discussing military operations of some sort.
2: Are Vorinald and Eminald currently at war?
1: Yeah, people at the library would be able to tell you that, yes, those two countries are at war. Okay. Hmm.
3: What kinds of numbers are we talking about here? Is it like three or like
1: 157? Uh, of soldiers? Mm-hmm. Those ones have numbers in the low thousands written next to all of the towns. Oh, it's a lot of people. You haven't yet figured out what all of the different arrows mean pointing everywhere, and you don't know what the circles and Xs on the different towns mean either.
0: Well, those are hugs and kisses. I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know if you know how to decipher.
3: You know, oh, it's like okay, so it's like a map for one of those meetup things. It's going to be like a flash mob, right. except everybody just you know hugs, and uh, it's like a big hippie love fest kind of. Right. Okay, that's the meaning of the whole map. But why would he lock it in a silver case? Um, actually, sort of on that note, semi-seriously, now that we're starting to put this together, and I don't know if we want to wait and get more of it with the. Uh, Librarian and people here, but maybe at some point should we go back to Alshaz and uh, interrogate him about this box because we still don't know what the Sehwagen su- had to do with it and or any of that.
2: And hold the information for ransom?
3: Yeah, we should totally do that. Or at least not show our hand right away. Yeah, ask him about
2: it, see if he, see what he tells us, and then corroborate it with what we know. So there were circles on some towns, X's on others, numbers. And we now know that those numbers are troop numbers. Mm-hmm. Are the maps showing troop numbers on both sides of the conflict?
1: No, the troop numbers are only on the Eminald side. Okay. There were three towns on the other side that were numbered one through three.
0: This is all very complicated, guys. We we need to have a powwow. So we're juggling a lot of different things, and they're all kind of strangely maybe related, maybe not. We've got these magical life-draining crystals in the mountains we've got the whole mystery with the Savagan and these two countries that are about to have a major war. Are having or, a major war. Or are in the process, yeah, in the process of. Yeah. And we basically just stumbled upon some either intel for one of the two sides. Yeah. Like major war secrets that could be worth tons and tons and tons of gold. Or <laughs> it might be important, you know, saving the world or an armistice or something. How do we take all this in?
2: Here's, here's my theory as to what's going on, okay? Sheol, who was Alshaz's contact, is a spy. He was located in Emenald, right? In Lavenport in Eminald, in the kingdom of Eminald. He was a spy scouting out the troop numbers in the towns there and then marking those on a map to give to Alshaz, who then brought them aboard the ship to deliver to the Sahuagin, who are allies with Vorinald. Mm. So Vorinald has made an alliance with the Suagin to then attack uh, the kingdom of Emenald, and they gave them the numbers of their uh, the numbers of their armies so that they would better be able to prepare for those attacks.
3: hmm Wow. Shaba! for someone who lives in the woods alone, you're really picking up on this stuff really well. That's that's a great
2: guess. Hey, my intelligence is 12, okay? I'm not stupid.
3: Yeah. You're much smarter than you look. Much, much
1: smarter. (laughs) Take an inspiration.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had, um, just looking back through my notes, I had seen that while we were on Triviset, Shaba overheard Alshaz saying, thanks for getting this to me. I'll make sure it gets delivered properly. And the fact that he looked relieved when he went back and found that the box was missing leads us to believe that he left it there for the Sahwagan to pick up.
2: So now the question becomes, who do we want to side with, Vornald or Eminald? Well, okay, it
0: depends on, I mean, are are we trying to make a buck? Are we trying to promote world peace? Like, depends on what our angle is, Aslo.
2: That's true. That's
0: true.
3: Yeah, Where? what are the two regions again? Are they like the two halves of this continent? or
2: Voronald and Eminald? they're two bordering kingdoms, right?
1: They're two countries that are a little ways north of you. There's another country in between. Oh. They border the shore on the northern side of the continent.
0: I think we need to know more about these countries before we pick an ally. Yeah. Oh man, there's all these books. Maybe we should do some research. Let's pick the country that makes the best beef stew inside with them. Cause mm-hmm. I really like beef stew <laughs> Is this a moment where we could do some history or investigation And learn more about yeah. the countries Like I would rather side with the country that maybe specializes in
2: magic Or
0: commerce
2: Right, yeah, you know what? Malwin, I mean Conan Take us to the history section We want to read some <laughs> history books
1: And make some history checks The library is going to be closing soon
2: That's why we're here, man We're having a little party, right? And we'll make that an exciting montage scene Of us reading And, like, getting really tired and about to fall asleep and then just slapping each other awake.
0: Raid, Tokus, raid! I don't want to look at another page. Yeah,
1: hasn't slept in a day, two days. Uh, I probably already passed out.
2: Stripey's wearing his spectacles just pouring over every page. (laughs) Just scanning. Before he eats them.
0: I I didn't realize that Stripey needed reading glasses.
3: Yeah, he doesn't have great eyesight. His close-range vision is a little blurry.
2: He actually prefers to read in the dark, so he like goes over into a dark corner. Where Badger's
0: <laughs> eyes located? Did I have to design like special reading glasses for him, like a horse might have? Yeah,
2: with mirrors on the side so he can actually see. Them. So he can't like he, he like looks at each page like this, and then <laughs> like, like this. one eye at <laughs> turns time. his head.
3: Yeah, I think the montage would include Aslo, like, sleepily walking
2: over with, like, two mugs of coffee and setting it down for the other guys. Maybe we can look this up in the history books. Does Nept have a particular country of the, between the two that it allies with or has allied with more than the other?
1: Ormog tends to be neutral. Right. They have prided themselves on remaining neutral in most of these wars. So they trade with pretty much anyone. They have been more often trading with Eminald, so that's their closer business partner at the moment. This war between Voronoi and Eminald began in earnest about 20 years ago, but there had been numerous smaller conflicts over the many years leading up to that point. Hmm. Eminald is very militaristic, they have lots of highly trained soldiers. Whereas Vorinald seems to rely more on magical abilities and summon beasts or like devils and things that can fight for them instead of losing their own troops. Six years ago they made an alliance with the Green Spire of Asherfeld.
2: Ooh, okay. Asherfeld
1: is another country to the east of them, and the Green Spire is a tower and also the group of conjurers who live within it. Vornold allied with them, gained their support, thus gaining the capacity to summon all of these creatures.
2: Okay, so the Green Spire of Asherfeld is almost like its own independent conclave of wizards, and so the conjurers have like specialization in that sort of magic.
1: They are part of the country of Asherfeld, but as with many conclaves of wizards, they keep to themselves. As of right now, it looks as though Vornold is winning, or at least they have the upper hand. They're relying more on their summoned allies as a replenishable army.
0: Conjuration, that's a wider range of magics than just summoning.
2: Well, yeah, but I mean, it's a school of magic that revolves around making something out of nothing.
0: Right. I mean, you could conjure food and water. I'd love to, like, conjure, like, a demon blade or something. That'd be sick. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Can't you, like, make weapons? Conjured weapons or something?
1: It has been in past editions. I don't know if it is in 5th.
3: It is in Skyrim. I know that much for sure. That's <laughs> what <Yeah. laughs> so I was thinking when you were talking about Conjuration. I was like, Conjuration? I've heard of this before. <laughs> of note on the world map, Vorinold is indeed closer to Asherfeld than Eminald is. However, there is the country of Migradil in between them. So I believe
2: it's pronounced Migradil.
3: Ah.
1: Uh, how does <laughs> do we have any idea how that uh, relationship works? There is a river that runs through it that flows along the border of Asherfeld. Actually, two rivers that go from Asherfeld out into the ocean. Presumably, they could use those for travel.
3: Okay. And you mentioned some of the towns in Vorinald.
1: On the Vorinald side, there's Heftet, Weerglem, and Prusanth. Uh, town names in Eminold? Ilmenuth, Joryal. Leschwit and Timundal. And each of those are on your map and are, have those numbers next to them.
2: The towns that were marked out were all fairly close to their respective borders.
1: Right, it focuses just on the border. So
2: that does seem to me like key strategic locations. As far as which cities you might be looking to attack or... Gain control of Are there differences in like the government structure Between these two countries
1: Eminald is run with a very Militaristic type of ruling Basically the general commands Everything and runs the country wow. okay. So a dictatorship um, Voronald has more of a traditional kingdom With the one king and then All of his nobility and so on
0: So which one of those would we get along Better with I think is a good question We're essentially going to barter with these military Secrets right wasn't that kind of our plan
2: well, here's what we know, or what we think we know. These secrets are being bought by Vorinold. Right. About Eminald. Because remember, the theory was that Sheol was a spy for Vorinold who was doing his recon work in Eminald.
0: Right. So the angle we have is we're either blackmailing or we're helping somebody out, right? We're blackmailing if we say, hey, like we have your military secrets. You don't want this passed on to the other people, do you? Or. We're going to be giving the secrets to the other side that could gain an advantage from learning those secrets.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so to put that strategy in context, either we go to Vorinold, the king of Vornold, and say, hey, we have these and we're going to give them to Emanald unless you pay us. Mm-hmm. Or we go to Eminald and say, hey, we've <laughs> discovered that Vorinald is spying on you. We'll give you the information that they would have had. So the issue with both scenarios, Shaba, verification.
0: Right. We can make that claim to either kingdom. How do we verify? Like, how are we going to be like, yeah, these are legit without having them look at it? I mean, do we let them have like a sample? Do they get a free trial? Like, how do we, how do we get around? <laughs> yeah, seven
3: day free trial. No, um, I think it, I think it's easy. I think we do the exchange on the spot and then, um, as they look it over, you know, if, if necessary, we can leave you behind as collateral or whatever. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, we, uh, we take the money. And if I'm worth that much, Aslo. Oh, uh, yeah, true. That's right. You're not.
2: Um, or, or how about this plan? We figure out who has the slowest metabolism. They fold the papers up and wrap them in plastic and swallow them. So that they have to then
0: wait. Shabba, we never talked about metabolism. You probably don't know what that means. Also, we've never talked
3: about
2: plastic because it doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> I'm not even sure if Tokus would be familiar with what a metabolism is.
2: <laughs> well, well, the point is that we, we, you're right. We have to have some sort of collateral... To make sure that we don't just walk in And they're like, hey, by the way, you're surrounded by guards Give us the stuff and we're not paying you
0: right. right, or we continue to do research Into the papers and figure out a way That we could like cite something from The military report and they'd be like, oh crap that's, that's real, that's legit
2: By the way, this doesn't make us evil, does it? The fact that we're scheming like this? Blackmailing?
0: I would think so Yeah, I mean, I think we're kind of the bad guys Either way, unless, remember Jay, this world is filled with gray And Good and bad is in context when you're dealing with politics and military.
3: Yeah, listen guys, all's fair in love and war,
0: you know what right, I'm saying? Right, Like, when it comes to this kind of a thing, it's it's really just a matter of which side do you want to choose. Well, that's why we're doing this whole research thing in the first place, Shabba. We're trying to figure out which side do we deem advantageous for us and or the good guys.
2: I'd say it's M and all because it's quicker to get to.
0: Really, that's your vote? <laughs> no.
2: No, I, I say whatever course we go with, we should travel to Emanald because it's faster. Do we have a method for communicating over long distances?
0: Yeah, I was going to get to that point,
2: too. I can
3: cast
0: Message. That goes 120
2: feet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I was thinking a little longer than that. That's longish.
0: Right, I mean, exactly what you're thinking, Shaba. Bartering with the militaristic country has risks.
2: Yeah, so if we have a trusted ally who can go to the other country with the papers. While we go to the first country as emissaries and say, hey, pay us a bunch of money. Or we'll communicate a message to our friend to turn over the papers to the other country.
0: Dude, that's like Mission Impossible right there.
2: Yeah, we don't have a way to, to talk to anybody over that such a long distance. Better yet, we set up a meeting like they do in like the cool spy movies and stuff.
3: We set up a meeting out in like the middle of a field somewhere and yeah. say, come alone and bring like, you know, whatever, 5,000 gold. No big deal. And then we just basically do the deal with that one person. Or we
0: could raise the stakes. We send a message to both kingdoms and ask them to <laughs> send a representative a on to it. said field. <laughs> yeah. And then we barter. And then, like, one side's like, no, I'll give you 1,000 gold. No, I'll give you 2,000 gold. Ooh, let's have them fight to the death
2: over it. No, yes. no, 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 no. Just in money terms. <laughs> no holds barred.
3: No. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, you're right. That would be more uh, lucrative. Right, like uh, some sort of sick
2: auction. Or like a Hunger Games-style duel. <laughs> they probably
0: wouldn't come alone, right? It probably wouldn't just be one representative. It'd probably be a small group from either kingdom.
2: Who are actually backed up by a much larger group, and then it just turns into a full-scale battle. I mean, that could cause problems. That's what would end up happening.
0: <laughs> Even if we research both countries at the end of the day, we probably need to go with our best interests. Right, Aslo? Yes. Like money, for example.
2: So for Aslo, the primary motivating factor might be money. But for Shaba, it's friends. And for Tokus, it's magic and alchemical things, right? Is that, a, is that an accurate statement? I mean, if we can't get our hands
0: on some of that magic, there's no point.
2: <laughs> yeah, so what if we approached it from a more altruistic standpoint and said, hey, look... We, we intercepted this transmission, here you go, we're helping you out to show our loyalty to your cause.
0: Yeah, it's all about the angle we want. Obviously one's going to make us more quick money than the other, it's just a matter of do we want good relations? Are we going to be relying on these kingdoms later in the campaign?
2: Yeah, and how much danger are we going to be willing, how much risk do we want to be taking on?
0: It's a higher risk if we blackmail for sure, that's probably the highest risk, because that probably would infuriate them.
2: Yeah, as mighty second-level characters.
0: Hey,
3: even second-level characters can run away.
0: So.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so from a money perspective, because I'm going to think like, like Aslo might think on this situation, it's probably least risky to go with, hey, we intercepted this. This can help you out in your war efforts, and we'd like to stay in contact with you and you know, assist you in any way. Like Asla, you could give them our business card and be like, hey, like, we can do more stuff like this in the future.
2: Yeah, do what we can to help That's and true. use it as an avenue as an inroad to getting more business. Yeah.
0: Mm. I would like more quest givers, you know what I'm saying? Okay.
2: Tokus, <laughs> I like the
3: way I like the way you think. You're showing you're showing really good initiative here today.
2: We could be like Congress with the government shutdown and say, "All right, we'll do this for you if you throw in this thing as well that has nothing <laughs> really to do with it." <laughs> so, we give you the trade secrets, and then in exchange, you give us other work.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, oh pay, pay us this for this time, and then the next time we do a deal for you, we'll charge a similar fee. You know if you have us like become hitmen or something i don't know <laughs> whatever they have in mind i like it yeah. i like it
3: yeah tokus i can tell you've really been learning a lot from me a lot of business tips mm. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm really impressed
0: you <laughs> good work i like how you turned that into a compliment for yourself <laughs> <laughs> always that's what i
1: do <laughs>
2: Because <laughs> you're, you're so great, you've learned so much from my brilliant <laughs> wisdom.
0: Yeah, but this this is the best of both worlds, right? We're making the money that you want Aslo and then Shaba, we're making new friends.
2: Mm-hmm. I like friends,
0: so and business associates.
2: Yeah, sure, business associates. Friends, friends. Yeah, you know, yeah. same thing. Friends are the best kind of business associates. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, guys, this is all this is
0: great, and all we still haven't decided which kingdom we're helping.
2: Yeah, and we also have like <laughs> no, a bajillion true. miles to travel <laughs> if we're going to go to either one. <laughs> so we kind of have some loose mm-hmm. ends to tie up here.
0: You just need to learn like some teleportation magic. My other question
3: is: Do we have any idea what these two countries value, or what uh, sort of va- yeah, what sort of value system do they have?
2: Yeah, we have Malwin flip through some of the history books and we sit around him in a circle in Indian style, like kindergartners, and have him read us some of the histories of these two countries.
1: All right. Well, Eminald does seem to be more expansionist. They have frequent conflicts on both of their borders with Borinold and with Cridel, their other neighbor. They're usually the ones to start things off, and they usually kind of push in, you know, take over a town or two, and then stop for a decade And then a while later, they'll push in somewhere else. Mm. hmm.
2: So they kind of bully the people around them, is what you're saying.
1: Basically. Bornold tends to keep to themselves, so they're more interested in just keeping what they already have. They guard their borders well, but they haven't really gone much beyond them, except in retaliation against other countries. Aside from the war, they trade papers and inks harvested from the Redleaf Forest, which actually spans both of those countries, Eminald primarily provides valuable hardwood that they get also from the forest. So they're treating their lumber resources in different ways.
2: So one would get the impression that Vorinold is just kind of like trying to mind its own business and Eminald is like, hey, 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 stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, between that and the whole magic thing, I'm personally starting to
0: side with Voranold a little bit. I'm curious what they did to ally themselves with those Conjurers. If they're making deals with other entities beyond themselves, it's pretty easy to see that they would maybe buddy up with us and offer us more jobs.
2: Hmm. I mean, they're winning the war, but it's because magic.
0: Whether or not we're making the right decision with who we side with, like I'm getting those vibes that we're about to like wrap ourselves into something much bigger than we even realize. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. You know?
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, I'd say so.
0: Yeah, this is like the Infinity Wars right here,
2: right, (laughs) dude? That movie is insane. So good.
0: I haven't seen it yet. No spoilers.
3: Yeah, no spoilers. No spoilers. It's
2: (laughs) freaking really good. Just saying.
3: I'll probably see it. Good in like a better than most superhero movies kind of good.
2: Um, good in like a so good that as soon as the movie ended, I was like, "When's the next one coming up?" (laughs) (laughs)
0: Leave you, leave you with that cliffhanger.
2: (laughs) Oh yeah, it's like the biggest cliffhanger in
0: superhero movie history
2: yeah oh yeah wow For sure
1: have
0: you, you haven't seen it yet either have you brian
1: Mm-mm. we should go sometime maybe <laughs> fane you want to jump in i usually wait till these things are out on dvd or something oh you're gonna <laughs> wait till you
0: like red box it smart it's cheaper i was gonna go see it with patrick and duncan because we're going to the baltimore open they both yeah. saw it without me they couldn't wait to see it oh, and they just like yeah. told me on facebook oh, a couple man, days ago i was like skunks. oh yeah you scumbags <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah I would, I would go see Brian with you And like Tyler If he hasn't seen it And whoever else Wants mm, to go cool.
2: But anyway We digress um, <laughs> <laughs> Very much
3: so <laughs> Very much Alright <clears throat> Sorry guys We only yeah. have a 10 minute episode This week Because <laughs> yeah, all we did right? Was
0: talk about, <laughs> it, <talked> <laughs> about <laughs> The Marvel movie Okay okay So I think we've Made our decision Right Yes Yes
2: We side With Voronold Huzzah
0: So we want to Give this to them Because they're Winning the war <laughs> No because we Like them more Because
2: we like them Why? Because we like you.
0: We don't know if we like them yet. I do. We think we like them.
2: Yeah, we think we like them based on a bunch of history books that Malin has read to us.
0: I think I like them, and I think for the company, so... Another case in point, again, this is something that Tokus is thinking about. Not sure if the other two are thinking about this fact. Once we reveal that we have this information to one of the two countries, and if we don't like the deal, they cut us, we're wanted men.
2: Um... Maybe in the other country. Mm,
0: I mean, they can't just let us go when we have that information, even if they're, I mean, like, they could easily just be like, well, off with their heads, we need that information.
2: Yeah, because if you think about it, we intercepted it from Vorinald's allies. So we are now delivering it and then being like, hey, sorry, this should have gotten to your allies, but it didn't because we took it. Now, here, here it is, like a month late.
3: <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold the phone. We can spin this to our advantage. Here's what we'll do. We can say we were on the ship where this was headed for you guys. We just didn't know it. And when the Sahuagin attacked, we fended them off to protect uh, this information so that it would get to you safely. I mean, we didn't know it at the time, but that's what we did, right? So uh, now we're just hand-delivering
0: it to you. Shaba. Who are we supposed to give this to, by the way?
2: Oh, yeah, Almar.
0: He probably would have wanted us to give him everything that we found, and we've decided to keep it and sell it. Mm. So, no matter what we do, we're kind of the bad guys in this scenario (laughs) trying to profit.
2: I think what we can tell Almar at this point is that this particular shipping route is being used as a spy... Network? Yeah. It's being used to transmit information... So it's not like Almar's ship was a warship. It was a merchant vessel. So whatever reason these Sahuagin attacked for, it it was out of line. It was out of the context of the war. They shouldn't have been attacking uh, ships that are not involved in the conflict. But if you think about it, those ships are supplying Eminald, right? They're supplying Vorinald's enemies. So Voronold, and I'm just realizing it now as I'm saying this, Voronold is cutting off their enemy's supply lines. Wait, what? That's what, do what they're doing. That Voronold is using the Sahuagin <laughs> to cut off Eminald's supply lines by sea. How could we have not seen this before? (laughs) Oh my gosh, it was right there in front of our faces this whole time. The ships going from Ormog to Eminald are supplying them with trade goods. Vornald Mm. is using the Sahuagin to cut off those supply lines.
0: Is this the point where we have to, like, disclose to these people what we're actually looking at? Because, like, surely they know by now it's not a puzzle.
2: They're probably realizing, like, holy crap, we're looking at some deep, (laughs) top-secret information here.
0: Well, we will continue paying them to keep their mouths shut. How about that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You haven't heard any of them mention anything about that? They at least aren't making it obvious that they know what it's about? But you wouldn't be surprised if they do.
0: Right, well, we just have to tell them that we'll have to kill them if they tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other way we can we can do it. We can do it the easy way or the hard way.
2: We don't know where you live, but we know where you work. And we <laughs> will not hesitate to come to your place of business. And murder you in public? No, just maybe slap you around a little bit and say, How could you do this to us? You promise. Wait,
3: okay, so Aslo is incredibly good-looking and charismatic, but he's not the sharpest light bulb in the <laughs> box. So play it out flat for me. Let's get down to brass tacks.
2: Right. So Vornold <laughs> is the magic kingdom, right? They've got the, yes. the alliance with the conjurers from the green spire who have mm-hmm. power over summoning beasts to fight for them. So Vornold is then using these Sahuagin as allies to cut off the trade ships that are going to its enemy. Hmm. okay. The ship that we were on went directly from Ormog to Emanald, carrying trade goods to Vornald's enemy. Emanald the enemy. That's how you remember it, right? <laughs> enemy right, Eminald. Right. So they are attacking these ships, and they're saying, okay, just stop them from reaching Emanald, and you can have whatever supplies you get as payment.
0: Hmm. I mean, it makes a lot of sense when you put it that way. Do we really have any proof?
2: The proof is the fact that it makes total and complete sense. Mm.
3: <laughs> Shaba is a brilliant tactician, so you should probably just
0: trust him. Like some sort of detective. Yeah. Shaba Holmes.
2: I do. I'm telling you guys, like the reason my strength is an eleven is because my wisdom is a fifteen. I have a way of <laughs> sussing out these things. I can mm-hmm. I can sense people's motivations behind things.
0: It's true. You are very good at that. Okay. Well, Until we have proof, we can't take them to the authorities. And you can't really take a whole kingdom to the authorities. It's not how this
2: works. But we can tell Almar why his ships are being attacked. Because now we sort of know.
0: Right. And then he's going to say, okay, well, what was in the box? Can I have it? i'm gonna take it to the authorities like he said earlier do you remember that conversation i remember that conversation Mm -hmm. like i'm just saying i'm gonna i'm gonna tokus is sometimes uh, a looping music box i I was about to say like a skipping you know record but those don't exist the point is we're not doing what your friend asked us to do which was decipher the information and give him the information
2: you're absolutely right tokus i stand up I grab the book out of Conan's hands, out of Malin's hands, (laughs) and I say, "I'm checking this out." And then I grab all the papers and I say, "Come on, guys, we're going to Almar's house." Wait, hold on. There's there's still more to discuss here. We'll discuss it on the way, and we make our way across the city toward Uh, Almar's house. (laughs) Shava,
1: sorry, but do you have a library card? Yes, I'm (laughs) signing up for it
2: tomorrow.
3: (laughs) That's not how that works.